Hello and welcome to Football Scotland Daily, the podcast that brings you all the big news, analysis and debate Monday to Friday just in time for your daily commute. I'm Jules Boyle and it's another two-hander today with myself and our own Chris Doyle. Hi, how's it going? Good stuff mate, good stuff. Okay, on the podcast today we're going to be looking at whether Gordon Stratton is going back to Dundee or not. Also St Mirren, top four club or top absolute clown shoes? And the big one, Scotland v Cyprus. <laughs> It's a fair point. It's a fair point. <laughs> no holding back there. No, well, you know. Everyone knows what viewpoint we're going to have for that topic. <laughs> totally. You never know. You know keep, keep us hanging. Keep us hanging. Okay, so number one, obviously, the big talk has been Gordon Stratton going to Dundee after 45 years, where he started his career, going back as technical director. Um, he started a long time ago. He apparently sees this opportunity as a sort of labour of love. Because uh, he, you know, he saw the dearth of top quality coming through the Scottish talent when he was in charge of the national team. Um, so he wants to put in a sort of a personally designed project aimed at producing you know, a superior standard of the Scottish youngsters. Um, at the moment, it's still not confirmed. There's other talk which we'll get to in a minute um, of, of whether that's going to happen or not. Um, do you think this is a, a good move for Strachan and Indy? Yeah, I think it's an absolutely brilliant move. You know, I mean, the, with the experience of of Strachan to come in for Dundee, who obviously just been relegated. You know they want to obviously get obviously to get back into top flight. You know as soon as, but it's one of those they want to come back and they want to stay up. So by bringing Strachan in, it's almost obviously building for these young players and um, looking to the future and just trying to kind of hopefully get back up and then sustain it. Do you know what I mean? Uh, it's I think it would be a really brilliant move. And yes, yeah, Strachan's got that. I mean, obviously he's been out of work since the Scotland job, but and. Obviously, didn't stay on, but I mean, there's times for that campaign that um, you know he played some really great football and br- did bring through some of those players. Um, kind of that, yeah, and really utilize that Celtic core eventually towards the kind of the end of the campaign. One thing you can say about um, the you can say about Strachan is that like the players, like they all they they respect them and they want to play for them. So I just think they could, if Dundee were able to get him, like I think it's just brilliant for them and. Bringing in James McPake, um, the kind of criticism was like quite an experienced manager who you're kind of just promoting um, in terms of, like a coach. But bringing if you then you're bringing in um, Strachan and behind him with obviously Jimmy Nichol as well, then that's kind of you've you've got that kind of he's got that kind of guidance and help behind him to kind of support the maybe the inexperience that uh, McPake would have. Absolutely. Um, so I think it's like overall, I think there seems like Dundee are just like building like a good structure. They're not trying to just get back up like within one season and then, you know, that'll be it and then end up like in a few years going back down. They're actually properly trying to almost build from from the start again, which is that's the way it should be done. I think you know, um, they've realised things haven't went right, and they're like, right, we need to do things from scratch. But, um, yeah, some good good appointments, and if yeah, you're right, you were saying that strike it might not happen, and um, there's a few few other factors. But you know, if they managed to get a man of that kind of caliber into your football club, um, yeah, you wouldn't say no. Absolutely, I mean, it's a huge thing. I mean, obviously, Dundee, Dundee are a, you know, a, a big club of, of a sort. Yeah, I mean, exactly. they're not, they're not, you know, not level, obviously. Um, <laughs> but they're, they're a big side, but they know obviously things have went a bit badly wrong for them of late and they've been relegated. But, you know, bringing in something like Gordon Strachan, I mean, he was the national manager, the Celtic manager. He's done all these big things in Scotland and other places like that. And obviously was, you know, a legendary footballer in his day, which doesn't always make for a good manager. I think Strachan proved that he, he can be. I think they bring him in to Dundee, and I, I as you say, 
this top to bottom thing. They're not just going right. Okay, let's just sign tons of players and uh, and get a new manager and try and get back up right away again and do that sort of, mm-hmm. you know, which works sometimes. Sometimes it doesn't. Um, I, other times you end up Falkirk and you're rattling through players and you get a new manager and that doesn't work. We get someone else in, and it could be a disaster or it could work. But this sounds like what they're doing is they're going right. We want to be really thinking about the future. We want to really sort of, you know, be a team that's producing young players, bringing them through, getting those transfers. You know, building this squad up. Do you know what I mean? And it doesn't even sound like as if they're desperate. You know, immediately desperate. It's almost as if like getting back up isn't the main priority. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Which I'm sure it is because the, the financial difference is massive, and obviously, given the choice, they will want to be back there. But it sounds like they want to be. They want to get back up and stay there. I well, think. yeah, appointing McKay, uh, McPeak, sorry, um, that kind of showed that, yeah, if we maybe get back up this year, it's a bonus, but they're kind of looking a bit further down the line. Um, if they wanted to come back up straight away, I'm <clears throat> sure they would have, there was kind of managers kicking about Dundee, they, they could have brought someone else in, you oh, know, yeah. maybe with that more experience of being, maybe been already in the Premiership, but yeah, they're just thinking that they've obviously, the way he's obviously auditioned for them in terms of like what he's done in the club already and they must like what they see in terms of like something that they can really someone promising who can really build himself up to be a great manager so i mean time will tell but i just think the blueprint is there um for and that's what clubs like you say falkirk i mean they obviously i mean the financial situation goes into it as well but they basically yeah scrapped their their academy system which had um you know they've uh, produced top players before yeah. scrap that um and they re- they, re- they weren't the re- the reasoning was that this is so we can get back to the the premiership as quick as possible and then they ended up going the other way so yeah i mean so yeah i think i think they're going they're going to bite to the right way um i'm i mean the championship is wide open so i, c- I could see them coming up back uh, yeah. within a year they even signed that um was it uh declan mcdade from air united mm-hmm. um uh from obviously when they're Obviously, one of their rivals, but rivals, um, yeah, a young yeah. a young player um, who was was really good for Air. Kind of the first half of the season when they obviously went off that blistering start. Mm-hmm. So they obviously they'll have other players to bring in. But yeah, it looks um, looks to be sort of on the up for them anyway after a, a difficult year last year. Definitely, no, you can see that. I think I think as well. I mean, as you say, they very well could be back up. Do you know what I mean, you know, as you say, the championship is wide open. They could easily easily still be doing that. But I think it is interesting and, and good to see this forward thinking and this attitude of kind of like trying to bring young players and try to actually recognise what we've got here because I think we've talked about this podcast quite a few times I mean there is this general like putting down of the Scottish game Mm -hmm. um, not just from England and abroad um, which is just we're used to that but even even in Scotland I mean there's a sort of you know it's just all Scottish or why would you pay that for a player he's only playing for insert Scottish team here I mean, there's this sort of thing. So the idea of bringing, you know, really focusing on bringing these young players through from an early, early age as well, because that's what Strachan's about. He's not just talking about you getting your 15-year-olds and your 16-year-olds and, and, you know, giving them game time at you know at clubs. He's talking about bringing them through with facilities and training and attitude and all these sort of things like that, which is a brilliant thing. Yeah, I mean? that's why I think that the Strachan's comments about the genetically inferior, <laughs> I think he just has a habit of, you know, it's, it's almost like, he doesn't think before he speaks and yeah. it comes off worse than it did uh-huh. I don't think he was at, like that came out and of it just course. seems so bad it was but I actually sure think wasn't. what like what he was meaning by saying that was that the foundations of how of the kind of grassroots of how Scotland is set up like isn't the way it should be and he disagreed with that in terms of like you're right just in terms of like promoting youngsters the way that you're kind of taught to play football in terms of like 
you mean nicer on the eye in terms of like you know passing instead of just you know hoofing the ball up um i think strachan was more talking about that when he was about that genetically kind of inferior thing i think he was just trying to say we are we're quite a bit behind other countries in terms of like how they kind of try to get their their your players to play football and bring them through the ranks and I don't think he was necessarily it came off pretty bad and a terrible timing because he just came off like basically the, that um, campaign where we we didn't make it to the yeah. um, the tournament so that came off a lot worse than it did um, but I think overall his his sort of intentions behind that so I could see why you know this this position is exactly what you know it would appeal to him and he's apparently he's going to be given that freedom just to kind of put his own stamp on it so I could see why it's appealing to him not just obviously for Dundee as well well that's the thing as well I mean it's something you could hopefully see maybe translating into other clubs and other sides I mean that this I think is a problem we've got and you know young players in Scotland as well at the moment I mean after a while they're not getting properly coached they're not getting mentored they're not getting and treated in the right way you get these clubs like say like you know Blantyre Soccer Academy do great stuff and win mm-hmm. awards for what they do with the young boys and, and the girls and, and it's brilliant to see then you got other clubs there was one a uh, yesterday or the day before that you saw how badly they were treating which I won't name um, and the, the, the way their, their attitude to it is a completely different sort of ethos Strachan seems to have the right idea of grassroots proper grassroots and start at the bottom level and if you get something like that at Dundee and it works you would surely think then other clubs and you know in the SFA or whatever be looking at it going right okay there's there's a proven way forward here and, and there's that sort of thing and let's put some money in it and some investment which sadly might not ever happen because if, if some other reports today are to be believed, um, it might not be taking the job at all or it might not be getting implemented. And this is the latest thing that's come from one of your major newspapers. Um, apparently, um, he's waiting to find out if a Dundee, basically, don't, uh, according to this report, Dundee don't have the finances to bankroll his vision and have attempted to strike a deal with the, the, the Dundee Council for access to pitches. Um, Dundee have told them to give them a blank canvas the problem is they don't have facilities to allow them to do the job does that not sum up everything that's wrong do you know what I mean there's a great idea this brilliant thing and then actually oh well you know don't know if we've got the cash for this though uh, and then when they go to the council and the council will go no probably do you know what I mean oh no let young, let young boys play football on, on pitches I can't have that I well, it's hard to say who's kind of to blame in terms of stumbling uh-huh. blocks but I can see why Strachan doesn't want to go in and he wants to make sure if he's going to do it he's going to do it right he doesn't want to go in kind of a half-hearted job and being like just have kind of kind of restraints kind of be shackled by say if it's the council saying we don't have these facilities or these pitches uh-huh. but yeah it's um it's qu- quite worrying you would hope that the sort of the council if would be supportive of it if that's sort of the case or if it's dundee kind of not realizing kind of how much sort of striking would cost or how much yeah. he would want to like this is what I want to do. Um so yeah, it's it's just it's difficult. I'm hoping that they they can figure a way to get around it because it just seems like it'd be a really good sort of match and you're right, not even just good for for Dundee, but it's one of those ones I feel like if it could be a success story then people could see it and then other people could sort of try to replicate it and know yeah. that that's a good basis to sort of bring youngsters in and get success sort of like with with the, with that team so yeah it's just hoping that maybe those reports are um hopefully there's a way around them in terms of like there's developments and hopefully they will sort of sort out i'd say absolutely yeah, not just for the sake but Scottish yeah football I, in I think so i just i don't think 
well, maybe Dundee United won't want to see it happen. <laughs> <laughs> well, there is that. There is so, <laughs> but um, I, I don't see why it would be like, yeah, a bad thing for Scottish football just to have someone kind of, um, and just to have Strachan back in the game. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. He's a great, I, like, I mean, he's a great figure and I think he just brings a lot in terms of football. So it would be good to see him back in. Absolutely. Um, couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. Um, speaking of characters in Scottish football, um, Tony Fitzpatrick. He's once again claimed that St Mirren are a top four club. Um, yeah. So his exact quotes was, hey, this, is a t- this club is a top four, at worst top six club. I get a lot of stick when I say that. <clears throat> and people say my head's in the clouds, but I'd rather that than settle for second bottom. Success is not staying in league, it's being in Europe again. In the last t- 10 games of the Premiership, our results would have had us in the top four at least. And if we can do that over 10 games, surely we can do that over a season. Okay, where do we start with that? Um, yeah, I'm struggling. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, you like to see how that he's kind of positive and he's forward thinking. So there's yes, that sense yeah. it's like, yeah, we, we want to do better than we did last year and that's not where we want to be. But then there's also that sense of you need to be a little bit more realistic in terms of the situation you're in. And like you're almost also putting a lot of pressure in your manager um, who's essentially just yeah. came in Um He's going for his basically first full season in charge. And it's like, feel like, oh, we're aiming, we, we expect us to be a top six, top four. I mean, I don't <laughs> even think that, I think this is no knock on St. Mirren's players, but, you know, obviously they had a huge turnover of, of players since mm-hmm. basically Stubbs and then Kearney. Yeah. I don't even think they have, they have any players that would get into the a top four team. So basically Celtic Rangers, at that stands, Aberdeen, Kilmarnock. Uh-huh. Do you know what I mean? I don't even know yeah. how many how many players would start for those. Like, So they're just, I just think they're so far off them. Yeah. And even, yeah, Hearts and Hibs. I just think they're so far off the top six. Yeah. Um, in terms of the personnel they have at the club. And then also, I mean, the way that uh, Fitzpatrick has kind of operated things in recent years, the fact that the appointment of Stubbs, obviously a huge mistake. That's not, I mean, they got rid of so many players that like, had done so well for them to get them to yeah, that point yeah. and then they just like they just completely got like they were just like oh we don't need you now that we're in the premiership so is yeah. that the the sort of foundations of a club that's like striving to push on and be a top four yeah. top uh, six is that the actions of a top four club is that how top four clubs behave and, and conduct their business I, don't, I, mean, I really don't think it is i mean the thing is i mean you said i mean there's, there's quite a few things in that you can you, know, you kind of raise your eyebrows at um I, I get when you see when he's saying like you know um what was his thing he said uh, I get a lot of stick with people I'd rather than that and settle for second bottom of course you shouldn't be settling for second bottom no, no club should be starting a league and settling for second bottom or even like you know going into the running and the business end and settling for second bottom of course you shouldn't you should be aiming really I mean you should be aiming to win every game mm-hmm. you know they should, they, they, you can't realistically expect them to be going in thinking we're going to win the league but you can you be, they, should, they should always be targeting but winning each game that we can you should be, that's, that's the point I mean of course I just remember Roy Keane getting loads of stick at the World Cup because he, he you know, lost the lag completely by the, the attitude of them just saying, oh, we're just kind of here to make up the numbers and, you know, see, see how we go <laughs> on. And he was going, no, we should be the same, we're trying to win it. And folks slagged him for it, but he was right in a way. Do you know what I mean? You should be, you should be thinking we're going out to win. Then again, saying that, you don't, you know, you don't come out and make a big statement saying we're top four club. Do you know I mean, um, there's no evidence to support this. There's no, there's no, it's not like a big historical thing where they always were before. And that's just where they've been, and they've had a few fallow years after that. It's not, and the, the way it's, you know, we can, you know, the last ten games we should have been in the top four at least. Do you know what I mean, we can do that over a season. The, the problem these teams have, and I'm going to use the phrase smaller teams because it's, you know, we're talking top four or not. Do you know what I mean, is over a season 
they've got a certain amount of players, they've got a certain amount of injuries that they can cope with. They've got things that can happen to them that can derail their season. If their best player doesn't have to get injured, goes off form and their striker stops scoring goals, they don't have anyone else to come in. And you saw what happened there with Celtic. Still won the league with tons of injuries because they've got this depth mm-hmm. and this character and this way that they're used to winning stuff and they got themselves over the line while not being very impressive most of the time. But they've done it exactly what they can do. Rangers dragged themselves through it. You know, Aberdeen, you know, terrible home form, but still managed to get to, you know, where they got to sell Kilmarnock somehow held on with their manager obviously made a huge difference but that team and got to them and there this is what this is how you, you do this a team like St Mirren do they have the resources do they have the, 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 the manpower and do they have the management to have everything in place to be able to sustain themselves over a season to stay in the top four top six well it's no. exactly <laughs> what you alluded to um, in terms of yeah just like a hearts like blistering start to the season yeah. they were yeah. like right and then they lose Naismith and all of a sudden it's just a different a it's a different team. Yeah, different, different team. team. And they don't have anyone to step in. Yeah, and obviously they ended up getting loose injuries from that, but really oh. it was Naismith that was on. He was scoring a lot for them. Just that was a change. Yeah. You can see yeah, it like so that. you could be like, so as you say, like for, you're right, Celtic and Rangers, even, yeah, they can cope with maybe the sort of those injuries, those setbacks, but the other teams really can't. If they want to do, like, sort of achieve their, like, have their best season, um, so it just shows how difficult, and also how diff- you're the yeah they had a good end to the season in a sense, but like I mean I just don't think he's he's almost does he know how difficult it is to do that over the course of the season yeah. and like you know like keep that you're right, that consistent consistency up. Um, it's not as easy as he's like made that sign. Do you know what I mean? No. Um, and that yeah, it's just it's not. Um, it's not sort of just not a smart kind of. It's a, it's a mad thing, thing to say, and it? it's just it is. I mean, if you look, even if you look at ten games. I think if you look at Celtic, Rangers, Kilmarnock, Aberdeen, right, top four over the over the season, did they have ten games in a row that they were really great in? Do you know what I mean? You know, you maybe you know if you really got your dates done, that sort of stuff. Maybe <laughs> yeah. Celtic at the start of the season, the start of the, after the winter break. Don't even know if they managed ten. They were full on great games and like that. Rangers were good before the they were winter indeed. break as yeah, well, they and were. then including that obviously the win at Ibrook. So yes, um, uh-huh. yeah, so, like each t- you you could probably pinpoint each team that's kind of they've had a really good spell that sort of separated them. But uh-huh. you always think the teams the bottoms like bottom six that's the problem like why they're down there is they couldn't consistently they get can't results. Get put a run together um, exactly. Do you know what I mean? And I think ten as well. Ten games is a long time in football. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's difficult to, to squeeze these things in, and I, th- I think I, th- I don't know. I don't know if it's doing his team any good to to, to lump that sort of pressure on of that expectation of top four, top is, six. I think they were in a good position almost like before in terms of going into next season for like right. So they managed to escape yeah. um, relegation, which is like you've seen the sort of they were so happy in terms of yeah. players. Yeah, and yeah, they, yeah. Know, and rightly so. It's a big thing. Rightly so. Well so deserved. they, they escaped yeah. that, and they're going into next season. And I think they have yeah, Oren Kearney. He's um, you know, his first full season, so I think there's definitely a lot of optimism that he can sort of keep them up anyway, and that's just something uh-huh. to build on, but I just think it's, it's too, too early to be having that, piling that pressure on them. Like, I, so, like, don't get me wrong, I've, I really do think he'll have, like, some of them will stay in the top flight next season. I, don't, I think so. I, I don't I think, think so. they'll, because I think that, I think Kearney is a good manager, yep. and what they showed shows that they, they can start off the season much better than they did last time. Um but yeah, it's just I still top four, top six. I, that's just still a, a long way away. Yeah, um, yeah. And I guess it's yeah, like like other teams like Kilmarnock aren't showing you can make that leap. And obviously they did it within like a season and a half. But I don't think that's. I think that a lot of it's like 
was obviously well Steve Clark you know yeah I mean? yeah, yeah it, was, I, I, it was like one of the, it, was, it was almost um so yeah like but it's, it just shows you that as in as in reach but um you can't really expect like a Kilmarnock story to come along I mean that no you just every can't few years no it's, it's, it's the exception it's, it's, it's basically um, in, in music terms it's a Jerry Cinnamon a footballer I mean it's this sort of thing it's just happened and it's no meant to happen and it's just worked and mm-hmm. it's, it's kept working and that's what they've done and obviously Steve Clark's a huge part of that but you kind of say go well we'll do that because if, if you can do that if they can do it Emily can do it no, Emily can't do it do you know what I mean and I think if you look at at the start of this season I'm sure Kilmarnock will be aiming for a top four you know, four, six finish, yeah. obviously. I'm sure they will, of course they will. So will Aberdeen, so will Hibs, so will Hearts. And then you've got your other two, do you know what I mean, who will, you know, be, um, be assuming that one of them will I be think, the top. I think the top six is nailed on. Like, I know we've not went through any of the transfer windows, but I just I just think it is. Um, not in terms, of, uh, obviously you could see Celtic Rangers top two, what are the other four? Yeah. But I just see it being a case of those will be the top six teams. Yeah. Um, just expect... Hearts and Hibs to have even better seasons just in terms of Hecking Bottom's first season in charge. Yeah. He was really impressive then the last year. So. Um, the Hibs have good players, you know, uh, and your Hearts are just going to get those injuries back. And um, Naismith, hopefully he, he returns. I don't think that's quite been confirmed yet, but it's yeah. almost happening. And, um, and stays fit. Yeah, well, yeah that's, that's the thing, because the, 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 the injury was him, do you know what I mean? Yeah. That's the difference. So, and he's a year older as well. So, you, yeah, the, <laughs> uh, even though Hearts had that good start, you could argue they could have a better season yeah, over the definitely. course if they get that bit of luck and yeah, yeah Kilmarnock still they, yeah, they haven't brought in the, someone to replace Steve Clark yet but they've still got that solid, solidity sorry in terms of like their their squad you know yeah. still is very you know, they know where, you know what you're going to get from, from them and um, yeah obviously Aberdeen they're there we've sp- we spoke about it earlier on the week in terms of their rebuilding phase but yeah. they've still got McInnes at the helm Aye. and you've got yeah. to think like you know, you would still be, you'll still be able to grind out results, even though they may be going through a, little, a testing year. Yeah, yeah. But I still think they'll. Uh, turbulence. Yeah. So I still, so yeah, it's just, it was a big, a big statement to make. And it's just, you hope that, I mean, he said it before, so that's why I don't even think he might not backtrack from it. But well, that's the thing, yeah. Been, it's, 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 it's again, just, <laughs> he's doubling down on it. I You're know, like, all right, well, okay. Fair, fair play. Yep, <laughs> In yep. a sense, to be like, yeah, not backing down. But totally. I, mean, I just think it looks, it, does, it just looks badly for the club I and the fans so. and the manager and the players won't necessarily yeah. want to hear that. I know. I'd be interested, though, just, to, uh, you know, are the Samaritan fans going, yes? I mean, are they, are they buying it yet? Are they coming up for it? While well, being aware that this is insane <laughs> and like, like, like a bit of, you know, a bit of punk rock defiance or are they going oh shh I don't do think I, mean? I don't Least. think you want to put a target in your back no. like, see if you're you're trying to get like another team's playing something then right you're the manager you want to rail them you know you want to get them up for the game like say if it's your St. Johnson's or your mother well like yeah. your teams and you'll be like you know this team they think that they're they a top four, top four team. They, they think that they're not just better than you but they think they're miles better than uh-huh. you and go out and probably, rattle them yeah exactly like go show them that you know what they're like they just escaped relegation last uh-huh. year so yep. they're, they're miles off that do you yeah, know what I mean? like yeah, yeah. I, just, I don't know like I mean not necessarily that's going to happen but I just I think, think it, it will though that's I think it's just, for you know I mean? like, yeah it's, definitely it's, I just don't think it, yeah I just don't think it really obviously you want to be I think he was just trying to be positive in terms yeah. of like yeah yeah, we're on that, and we're we're not just settling for second bottom or in a relegation fight, and that's great. But I think they just need to be a bit more, especially with the chief executive. You just need to be a bit more realistic and with your sort of comments about yeah. that. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. So it was mad um, yeah. to hear it. <laughs> I know it's a bit like your mum telling you the best looking little boy in the world. You go out, go out there, do you know what I mean? It's, like it's not doing many favors. So yeah, so yeah, we'll, we'll wait and see. Yeah, I, I'm sure there's uh, a lot of. Um, 
screen grabs of, of those statements been saved for later in the season from various <laughs> other quarters um, which <laughs> might come back and bite them uh, but we'll, we'll wait and see for that okay uh, obviously the big one as well um, this weekend Scotland are back in action the weekend against Cyprus uh, the first uh, Euro 2020 qualifier since um, those last ones that we don't want really to talk about that much or we did in, in depth <laughs> um, yeah so obviously Steve Clark's first game in charge new look Scotland team not really, because it's almost the same squad for the last time, but it is a new look squad because it's Clark. He's bringing his own ideas, he's doing his own thing. How important is it, first of all, that we get a result? Yeah, you want to get your campaign, or Steve Clark kind of era, off, off to a good start. Um, and Cyprus at home is a really, that's pretty much ideal, I think, um, in terms of they should be able to just easily beat them. Um, should. Should, yeah. I'd, maybe <laughs> I shouldn't be so optimistic about Scotland, but you know what, like, I think they've got you got the quality and you know you're glad you have them first and um and then belgium instead of maybe the other way about because you go into the belgium first game then that could be completely different going into that next game for sure so i think it'd be like you get the three points hopefully a good performance you know it's his first game so you can't be, i don't know if you'd be expecting you know to be as as best in terms of like you know attack and firing and like you know like gonna be like a big score line i think he'll be comfortable um, and then it means you can just go into the the Belgium game just hoping that like to nick something. And I think just think this, um, yeah, it's very important that they obviously get off with a win. But I do think that it's pretty much it's going on. to happen. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I mean, yeah, I don't know why. I think someone's going to record, <laughs> take a snip of this. And be totally, like, <laughs> your fault. You were completely Doyle. wrong. <laughs> totally. I know. Well, I think I think as I think it's absolutely essential. That there's a lot made. Um, over the years, uh, uh, the, the interest in Scotland, you can just see it waning and waning, um, which is tragic. Um, there used to be years ago, there was like, you know, different fans of different clubs had different reasons for not liking Scotland, blah, 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 but it was still very well supported and very well thought of. Um, and over the years, it's, it's drained and drained. And, that, and that's because there's been year after year a failure or, you know, noble failure or tragic failure or complete failure. But it's always been failure. It's never got anywhere. It's been that long since we're in any sort of tournaments. And you can see the interest waning. Um, I think uh, that you know it seemed to be getting somewhere when um, Strachan was in his later part. There, there, there was points that, uh, that all changed. The McLeish appointment didn't uh, fire anyone up whatsoever. The, the, the Malcolm McKay interim one certainly didn't. Um, I think maybe we went out and done Vox Pops when McLeish was rumoured to be getting um, the bullet. Um, and what really sh- sh- shocked me was the amount of people who were just saying, oh, I don't follow it anymore. I'm no interested in Scotland anymore. I just follow my own team. And that was a real noticeable. It wasn't a, I don't like Scotland, which is, you know, you'd heard before or whatever that, I don't support Scotland or whatever that. It was people who say, I don't follow it anymore. So I think now you really have to. We had that terrible start. You know, Kazakhstan was just horrific. It was, it was as, yeah. bad, it's as bad as I can remember a Scotland result in my lifetime. You know what I mean? And yeah. I remember some absolute honkers, absolute honkers. Um, but that was bad. And yeah, then Sam Marino, we, we, we ground that result. I was at 2 0. And it yeah. ground it out. Do you know what I mean, ground it out to a team of guys that are. Oh, do you know, it was just grim. So now we've got the best manager in Scotland, the best young manager. You know, young, as you know, of, yeah, I suppose. Well, he's young for a manager. Young I think, for a manager. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've called him. You call him a young manager. Steve's a young, young manager. manager. He's, he's got. I think he has a he's long got, career. He has got a long career. So let's call him a young manager. But without a doubt, do you know what I mean, the, the, the most exciting, you know, young manager in Scotland, oh, yeah. the best choice uh, by by a country mile. Um, I think any Scotland fan was delighted for the only ones that weren't the poor Kelly fans. But not only that, though, he, he does. There's a lot of um, hope with him because he's what he's done with Kilmarnock. But the, because of where we're at, and because we've been so much in the grubber, 
I think it's even more important for this to be. For, I think it's, it's if we go out and lose this or draw, or even to be honest, this is maybe a bit of pressure because if we go out and huff and puff to a, a result and we get a one nil at Hamden to Cyprus, it still would feel a lot of th- like a lot of quarters. Cause like, oh, you know, and it yeah, is only his first same, game, as you say. Same but old, no, there same would, old. You would get the same sort of rumblings. Um, I mean, Steve Clark on paper seems a great appointment, but I think when I was I was trying to pick my Scotland eleven mm-hmm. for tomorrow's game, like like predictor thing, and you know, I've seen like the full squad available, and that's why I've kind of came on saying, "Oh yeah, we'll definitely win." It's because I was like looking at the squad available, and I'm like, like they should be winning this like so comfortably. So that just I think that gives me optimism that Steve Clark can. There's all there's such a good squad there, and s- promising young players. Like, it actually shouldn't take much for Steve Clark to get a good sort of you know a performance enough to obviously beat Cyprus. But in terms of, like there's so much potential there, and I just think that it's a l- largely down to the players if they can sort of bring that you know bring that to the table because it's, they do have a great squad. Um, and I just think that yeah, Clark should be able to get the best out of him in terms of like. And just, uh, yeah, McLeish was just a bit of a disaster. It was, um, it was. So what do, you think, what do you think his approach is going to be, Clark's approach to the game? Well, oh, to the game, uh, I think just uh, I think he's just going to make Scotland, like he did with Kamara, he's just going to make them harder to beat. Um, and, it's, yeah, you think, like, um, he might bring in some of his, I don't know if he'll bring in, he's obviously taking some of his Kelly boys in. Yeah, um, yep. But I think Four, he's going to, I think he'll... I think he'll start with uh, Suter and McKenna. I mean, they, they two seem like the, you know, the two centre-backs that could be playing for the sort of maybe next like sort of 10 years. So I think he'll want to maybe come in and put that down straight away and be like, these these two are my so guys, do you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, and then you've got, um, obviously, Robertson left, O'Donnell well playing the right in terms of who knows what will happen when Tierney comes back. Um, and he's really just kind of spoiled for selection in midfield. Um, he's got, so he's got McGinn, um Callum McGregor, obviously, you got McTominay, who wasn't so much favoured with um, with McLeish. Um, but you've also got like Stuart Armstrong, um, who's not had a great time since his move to South Southampton. Um, but he proved kind of under the the Strachan year, and obviously at Celtic that he has so much quality. Oh, and then you even got Kenny McLean, who had a really great spell um, with Norwich at the end of the season, um, getting promoted with them. Um, so. I think I think that as a Scotland fan, it's just great to see like that selection. Um, it's kind of just up front. Um, I think that he's got some issues. Um, there's, um, so it may be McNulty or Johnny Russell. I feel like that's just a bit of a toss up. Um, with obviously Forrest and um, Ryan Fraser on the other side, I think they need to be sort of right and left. Um, so yeah, I think um, I think it will be should be an easy win but I do get have those issues with in terms of like um they're not being not having that Griffiths there it's like how sort of clinical are they going to be yeah. front and goal um I think like you there's all that chat about oh they, mean, uh, they need Griffiths back for for Celtic but I think for Scotland they need him back even more just because they don't really have anyone in that kind of attacking position you can be like right he'll get me those goals yeah I mean what do you what do you think about sort of in terms of Griff is coming back into it. Do you think yeah. he could, can kind of spark that form? I think he definitely could. I, th- I think it's the same, the same for Celtic. The question is uh, whether he comes back, how he comes back, and how long it takes him to, to rediscover that sharpness and, and that desire and that bite. Um, if, we come, if he comes back as a Griff as he was before, we're, we're, we're on to a flyer. Do you know what I mean? And he obviously, yeah. he clearly loves playing for Scotland as well, yeah. which is the important thing. Um, and I'm sure he would be desperate to get back on it and do it. Um, and I'm sure Steve Clark would be biting his hand off to hopefully get him back on it. Yeah, and I think Definitely. I think um, 
Ryan Fraser as well of the year he had sort of in Premier League. I couldn't quite believe he wasn't getting sort of he wasn't like, you know, first one of the first names in the team sheet. Yeah. Um under McLeish. So now I think um yeah, he's just someone you have to build uh yeah, build on going forward. Um how many assists he provided last year for Bournemouth. Um it was really quite remarkable. So yeah. I think putting that him into that Scotland team and then you've got Fawdis on the other side. It just looked as I said when I was looking at the the protected eleven, I was like this, should, this is a good team, yeah. do you know what I mean? Um, Without even like Tierney, um, uh-huh. and yeah, they they look dangerous. So you wonder uh-huh. how like Kazakhstan even happened. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> let's just all forget about it and just yeah. a, a fresh just um, believe. And I think Clark should be able to, uh, yeah, bring the best out of them. But I think it's going to be more going into the Belgium game. I just think he's going to, um, the way he kind of sets up a side, he's just going to be able to uh, put his teams in position where you're kind of going into the last half an hour of the game and you're going to be in the game. You know, nobody expects Scotland to take everything from Belgium, but he's going to make sure we, we don't shoot ourselves in the foot and we're you know down 2-0 within 20 minutes. He's going to set them up to be like, we're going to be in this game um, for the last half hour. And, we, and then we're going to, we, like, if we take our chances, we can get something. Yeah, we it's not guaranteed, obviously, because they're the better quality team, but yeah. he knows their, kind of their limits. And I just, just think he's going to make them harder to beat and that, that's exactly the, the manager that Scotland need going forward I think in Absolutely. terms of the previous you know what's happened previously and they can just guarantee that that's successful kind of like how you know like Ireland and do you know what I mean like they and even Wales like they're not like amazing on the eye but they managed to get to these tournaments because they just you know they played to their level they maximise their resources what they've got. and yeah. I think that's what I think Scotland are slowly but surely have realised that <laughs> we do have those resources. We just need yeah. to make sure we maximise it and we can follow them like t- to a major tournament. I do believe it can happen, as I said, looking at the squad. But, I mean, maybe we'll chat on Monday <laughs> <laughs> and we'll see. After the performance, I'll probably be like, no. Totally. It's all your fault. It's all so your <laughs> fault. Right, well, uh, close up then. Score prediction. Uh, Cyprus, Scotland. What's it going to be? Uh I'm going to go 3 0. So was I, I was going to go 3 0 as well. Okay, actually, so no, no, go, go for it. <laughs> yeah. We're yeah. in agreement. Um, I'm going to go Forrest, James Forrest double, um, maybe with a goal from McGinn. Excellent. There we go. Well, we're absolute agreement. So 3 0, I think that's. Yeah. I don't know where all this optimism came from. Scotland. I know, I totally. Say, I think Gaby must be rubbing <laughs> off me with all that. All he's Sir Steve. Yeah, Sir Steve chat. chat. I mean. Exactly. He probably wants to be lose now. <laughs> so, excellent. Okay, Doug, that's all from us here at Football Scotland today. We'll be back tomorrow, 4 4 pm, just in time. Your daily work commute a wee bit more bearable. You can get more of us on the Football Scotland website or on our social media channels on Facebook and Twitter at football underscore Scott. To ask a question, make a comment to us individually, or just slag us for being biased against your team, whatever that team may be. You can get me on at Captain underscore Howdy and Chris on. Bye, Chris Doyle. Excellent. Cheers for listening.